about Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know That was great sounds of Watts with Outside on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Preston with my partner in crime Long Island raised Elm City made EZ Blues is in the building Easy Blues, you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you how important it is to care about the self and to really do that hard work to internally heal oneself, this next guest is really, honestly, a proving factor of it. This man has been creating music for a long period of time. And not only that, but has grown and has dealt with the hardships and has been able to do it with such an incredible personality that it makes you just feel warm and fuzzy inside, even though he's talking about some of the hard truths. For that, I have to say, I've been blown away standing at the door for his performances on so many, many amazing, amazing shows at the State House that I really do love the fact that today we're here to really dive deeply into who this person is. So I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and 2 because we don't need any accidents. But mentally, you can put your hands together for the amazing, the fantastic, and just the downright wholesomest of wholesome. The Bob Ross to my Basquiat. I absolutely love this man. Folk punk dad is in the building. Sir, how have you been? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking and thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to talk with you all today. Thanks so much. Now, those who don't know, um, you are a musician, but you are more than just a musician. Um, what really brought you into the life of figuring out who the brand is Folk Punk Dad and why is that a brand, to be honest with you? I mean, to me, it makes complete and total sense, but that's because I know you. And a lot of our listeners don't. So let, let's let the world know who Folk Punk Dad is. Sure. So um, I've been playing music for a long time. I started writing songs when I was 12 and, you know, enjoyed uh, performing throughout my life. And a lot of my songs are about um, mental health, recovery, uh, those sorts of things. And I really resonate with the folk punk genre. And my music could probably most easily be classified as folk punk. Um, so during the pandemic, I was just finishing school and decided I wanted to put more energy toward getting my music out there. And I already put a lot of time and energy in my music for kids. I have a couple of children's albums and I'm a teaching artist and educator and performer. And I, you know, perform at libraries and schools all over the country. So I'd been really focused on that for a while, but I wanted to switch gears a little bit and focus on my music geared for teenagers and adults. And so I signed up for TikTok somewhat reluctantly, but I figured I should just put my music as many places as I possibly can. So I posted a song. And then later that day, or maybe the next day, my wife, who had showed me TikTok videos of your Korean dad, said, mm -hmm. you should be folk punk dad on TikTok. 
And I said, you're right. I should be folk punk dad. And so that day I made a little video where I said, hi, it's me, your folk punk dad. It's time to take our psych meds if you have psych meds. Um, and started making videos saying, hey, let's go to the grocery store or hey, let's take a mental health walk. And I was really amazed at the response. Um, got a lot of people saying how helpful and meaningful the videos are to them, just having a warm, positive, encouraging presence. Eventually started doing daily reminders. And the intention was never really to have a brand. That um, was never a, a goal necessarily. It did sort of happen. Uh, I often wear a folk punk dad jacket with patches and that sort of thing. Um, and I guess if the brand is anything, it's just uh, wholesomeness and compassion, uh, really. If, mm -hmm. if I could brand, if I had to brand it, I would say it's, it's about compassion. No, it, it definitely is about compassion. And, and I want to take a, take a real, real deep dive into that aspect because that is one of the key points of it. You, you know, you, you know, have gone through an incredible journey and one that has been filled with pain and heartbreak, but also you're still standing and you're still able to maintain this incredible positivity to yourself. It's something that, you know, I'm someone who lives in the darkness and to see someone who, who lives in the light, um, it, it really, it's, it's beautiful to see. It's, it's, uh, and it, it's something that needs to be seen on more of an everyday basis. And I love that for you. And I love how that has come out. Um, and I love that it's not really a brand. It's just really you being yourself. Um, and, you know, I, I made, I made the Bob Ross joke, but I do feel like, like that, like, you know, I, even listening to you on this radio uh, show right now, you know, I'm like, oh, everything just seems a little bit better just because you have this amazing cadence to yourself and it's all kind of nice and relaxed. Um, what is it like to live like that? Because I know that, you know, th this is, this is the product of, of healing through many hours of chaos. Um, and I, I just want to, give your your flowers for that right now because you, you you stand in front you stand in front of us you know a, a very continuously healing but very healed human being and i, I think that's beautiful but you, you know what is it like to really get into that those that hard work mm. thank you for that dustin uh a phrase just came to mind and i think i made this up inspired by a quote we all may know from Spider-Man. But my twist on it that I just thought of is, with great pain comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. I think that it's important to be good stewards of our pain. Um, because we all have pain. And life really is at least partially about what you do with your pain. Mm -hmm. Is your pain a springboard to healing, to deeper self-knowledge, to deeper compassion, not only for yourself, but for other people? And do we have the courage to face what we don't want to face in ourselves in order to heal from that pain? And can through our healing 
others be healed as well mm -hmm. through reaching out to them. Because another option with great pain, if we don't see healing, is to um, inflict pain on other people, which happens too. And and I don't deny that I've hurt people in my life. Um, you know, they say hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. But also, if pain is not transformed, it's transmitted. And mm -hmm. um, transformed people transform people. Um, I'm quoting Richard Rohr now, who's a Franciscan monk. But I really believe that. And I think that whatever pain has happened to us, whatever pain we hold in our hearts, our souls, our minds, our bodies, um, it can be hard to take that first courageous step toward healing. And that often looks like acceptance. It often looks mm -hmm. like, wow, okay, this is my reality. I can't deny it anymore. I can't numb it anymore. Fully accepting that, which is painful in itself, but it's also key toward that path toward healing and just the willingness to ask for help and seek it out. It, it's easier said than done, but it's so important to do. No, it, it really is. And, and I, I don't know if I've actually ever um, put the words out there, but you know, when I was hitting some darkness, uh, it was really refreshing to see and uh, really needed to see your openness uh, in your journey. Um, it's something that, that allowed me to feel okay with going and, and seeking help myself. Um, I know that that's not, I know that that's the reason why you do things, um, you know, is because the, the helping and, and the different type of aspect of it, but that's not where your initial, say, educational aspect um, comes from, you know, what was it like to, to really understand that you were more than just what your degree states, you know, you are more than just, you know, who the uh your accolades were st are stated to be and i know that you're on this new part of this journey in which is going with div school and different things like that so mm -hmm. how how did that all come about because you know a lot of people will take the education that you have and go right to whose line is it anyway um mm -hmm. and you're going more to like, whose heart is this anyway mm -hmm. um and why is it so important that it is in my hand and beating so beautifully mm. Yeah, thank you for that question, Dustin. Um, when I was in college, I studied theater and never really had aspirations to do professional theater. I, I was definitely interested in teaching. And at the same time, I had a lot of other interests too. And I took this senior capstone class where my professor said, okay, what's what's next, you know? And I developed in that class what I call my three vocational values, which are youth and education, the arts, specifically theater and music, and spiritual community. And so in my path since then, I've often thought about, you know, how am I... Um, using my gifts to either help build community or, 
or help educate or help people learn and grow or bring people joy, joy, meaning and healing uh, through the arts and having a lot of fun and playing all along the way. I've often been a very intuitive person. I've never had a five-year plan or a 10-year plan. Um, and even when I think that I might, uh, I am often surprised by uh, my higher power, who I call God, uh, taking me in different directions. And just I've just fostered a willingness to listen to that inner voice that says, hey, I know you've got this other plan, but what if you applied to divinity school right. and saying, okay, sure. And uh, not really knowing what to expect when I got there or why I was going, but trusting that when I got there, I would figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that's what I try to do. I, I try to trust that when I get there, I'll figure it out, which is pretty in line with my love of improvisation too. Um, and I think that, you know, that question of like, why am I not on whose line is it anyway, or Saturday Night Live, you know, why am I not uh, trying to be a professional actor or, or whatever it is? Um, I think it's more about what do I find delightful? What brings mm. me joy? What, what brings meaning to my life? And where are my gifts really? And mm -hmm. I feel like when I use my gifts to their fullest extent to make whatever difference I can, that's when I feel the most fulfilled. Um, I'm not on Saturday Night Live, one, because I, I don't really think that uh, I could go on. Um, <laughs> but the, um, the other reason is like, I, I don't think that's, where my heart's desire is and mm -hmm. frederick beatner um a pastor who wrote a lot of books said something about um how vocation or calling is about where your deepest gladness meets the world's deepest need so mm. I think that too where when thinking about my gifts and, and abilities and education how can what I've been given, and and it's all stuff that, that I've been given, it's things I've worked for too, but it feels very much like gifts. And, I, and I've had the, the privilege of being able to go to school, which mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have those opportunities. And so what do I do, do with that in a way that simultaneously brings me joy, but also meets a need? Um, and so I, I feel like I've, been successful at that in a lot of ways and i'm often looking for for new ways to do that as well so um that's that's where i'm, I'm often thinking okay what's next what's next mm -hmm. like, trip me up sometimes it's i i have to work hard to stay in the present moment but that's important too now, do you think that whole what's, what's next aspect comes from your love for improv? Because I, I know that with myself, it's always like that. Whoa, okay, so what's the next step? What's the next step here? You know, we, we you know, um, Preston has come along for some, some of the journeys that, you know, have led me into, you know, doing stand-up for no apparent reason, you know, or, you know, just trying to do that that next aspect or, or chasing 
that that next adrenaline uh you know kind of adrenaline rush um you know is that because of improv or is that also because of you know if we can be frank about it you know both you and i are are not neurotypical um right. so yeah. well i think that you know you asked does my love of what's next come from my love of improv i think it's probably the other way around my <laughs> improv might have to do with my sort of innate desire to think about what's next mm -hmm. uh and yeah you mentioned my my brain is not necessarily normal um i do have bipolar disorder which i'm very open about and and speak about publicly because i want to do what i can to reduce stigma in any way possible and that's know, why that... you're so calm <laughs> um yeah, that's why I'm so calm. Uh, I take medication and it helps me, you know, meditation's not for everyone, but it's for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even, even recently I've been having some, um, bipolar hypomania mm -hmm. where, you know, I've, I've had more energy than I need, <laughs> you know, need less sleep, you know, um, it's it's a weird experience to to feel like your brain is like on fire um, and just like going, going, going. But I'm very grateful that, you know, I have a psychiatrist that I work with who says, hey, you know, if, if you start to cycle up into mania, you know, go up on your meds a little bit and, and see if that helps. So that's what I do. And I'm able to take things as needed and I'm able to manage it well. And it allows me to live a happy, normal life. You know, I'm not happy all the time. No right. one is. Um, but I think because of the intensive work I've done, not just in therapy, but also in 12-step programs, I'm, I'm 11 years sober. Um, Congratulations. I, thank you. Even in those moments that I'm feeling deep sadness or grief, um, Underneath that, I still have an underlying hope and even joy. Um, and this last year was a was a hard year. I was at one of my lowest points in a long time, and um, it took me a while to f figure out I wasn't doing well because I'm such a positive person. I'm like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. Oh wait, I'm not good. And I was very fortunate to have. Um, you know, a lot of help with, with their therapy and psychiatry and support from my wife and my friends and family. Um, but I also had a spiritual experience um, connected to music and improvisation where I laid hands on myself and I improvised a sung prayer to God and to my dad who died uh, about five years ago mm. and asked for healing. And my depression was lifted that night. You know, I wasn't cured of bipolar disorder, but that season of depression was lifted and it felt, it felt miraculous. I, and I am so grateful to that. I, you know, that I had therapy beforehand to sort of get all the tears out and it got me to a place where I was receptive and, and open to, um, and had, had a deep desire for healing uh, and a trust that it could that it could happen. Um, and I'm not one of those people who thinks that we can just pray away our mental illness by any right. means. 
Um, I, I don't think that experience would have happened to me without therapy and medication. Um, and for me, recovery and spirituality and mental health and, and physical health, it's all integrated. It's all connected. And, um, you know, health in one area can lead to health in another area. And un unhealthiness in one area can lead to unhealthiness in other areas. And I think one of the most important things about all of this is that we do it together. Mm. Our capitalistic culture really likes to isolate people and make them think they have to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and that everyone should be self-sufficient. And if you're self-sufficient and can make millions of dollars, then that means you're successful. Um, but that's that's not the case. You can be a millionaire and be miserable. What mm -hmm. really matters is community, helping each other, relying on one another, and allowing ourselves to rely on one another. Um, and it's through doing that that we find true sustainability and healing and hope and enjoy and community and an antidote to loneliness, which is killing us right now. The mm -hmm. World Health Organization just declared loneliness a, a global issue. And um, it's definitely true in the United States. Global? Global. Global. Global issue right now. Yeah. Everywhere. And continue. You know, I, I think the the pandemic, uh, Shoot, um, <laughs> the pandemic, of course, had a lot to do with That's crazy. It. All right. Yeah. I'm, it's, I'm, an, uh, it's an issue. And yeah. Yeah. Lonely. And you got, if you get me talking on loneliness, I can talk about it for a while because it. That's fine. We're, we're, we're here yeah, for it. Like, I, we are I love, here for I love you. where this is evolving. Yeah, so, yeah. On WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Preston, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. And we're all together and not lonely on Behind the Brand. Will, please continue. I want to hear more about this. this totally. Is, yeah. Yeah. So, so I've been doing some research on loneliness this mm -hmm. semester. And one of the things that uh, we've learned in in my research group is that loneliness can come in many many forms and there are many different types of loneliness and yeah not really one cause for it uh -huh. uh, and a few of the different types they it can be categorized into psychological loneliness mm -hmm. like the that you're missing someone um it's a feeling deep within you like a longing it often has to do with a disconnection from yourself because if you're not connected to yourself, if you don't have a relationship with yourself, how can you share yourself with another person? Mm -hmm. And sharing ourselves with other people and being open and vulnerable is how we make those deep lasting connections. There's also societal loneliness that can feel like uh, exclusion, exclusion from a group or um, discrimination. Yeah. And then there's also existential loneliness disconnected disconnection from a higher purpose or a higher power or something beyond um our normal understandings of the world um disconnection from a a mystery or a spirituality so those are just three types of loneliness and mm -hmm. i'm i'm interested in how can we address all of those um yeah. And I and I think one of the ways that I see uh -huh. to do that is 
you could call it arts-based faith community or um, or faith-based arts community making. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all about arts-based community making and spirituality. And how do, how do you incorporate all of those? Because um, studies have shown that flow states can alleviate loneliness and that connecting people um, through the arts um, and participatory arts can help with loneliness. Humor therapy can help with loneliness. Mm-hmm. Uh, nature walks can help with loneliness. And there are a lot of things that can help with loneliness that aren't necessarily just meeting new people. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes you go into a situation with a ton of new people and you just feel even more lonely because no one knows you and yeah. you don't know them. Um, yeah. So one of the things I'm I'm working on now is is a project where I'm exploring if improv and musical improv can be an avenue for building spiritual community, alleviating mm-hmm. loneliness, and propelling the participants toward engaging in social change and mm-hmm. experiencing personal and communal transformation. So if anyone hearing this wants to get wow. involved with that. Um, you know, let me know because I'm I'm trying to start something in New Haven. Nah, you already started something in my mind. It's crazy. And like, <laughs> no, that 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 totally just just oh my goodness, I didn't need coffee. <laughs> my God. Um, now when it the holidays are coming up, a lot of social gatherings are coming up very soon. And do you come to this topic the most at this time of year? Because like a mm-hmm. lot of people, you know, have family, but don't have family. A lot of people don't want to express themselves when it comes to this time of the year. They just want to just like keep themselves in their room. Like how many times had you had this conversation or open up to somebody during the Thanksgiving time, during the Christmas time? Heck, we even talk about Easter and like a lot of times where we gather with people we love the most. And we're talking about blood or not. Yeah. You know, I I think um, around this time is is when find myself talking about loneliness a lot and i yeah myself talking to many people i know who don't have families to go home to for the holidays and a lot of people assume everyone does you know Mm -hmm. if you say if you barely know a person you say hey so what you doing for christmas you didn't see your parents you don't know if they have a relationship with their parents or if they've ever even known their parents Uh, and i think our culture needs to be sensitive to that um no, I'm I my wife and I have been mentoring a young trans man who lives in the UK who reached out to us on TikTok and he feels like chosen family now and we've never we've never even met in person. Mm-hmm. Mm. He reached out to us because he, he didn't have you know, he had the worst Christmas ever, <laughs> you know. Oh man. because uh, he, he had no safe adults in his life, uh, completely cut off from his family and and um reached out to us and, and we've been able to be there for him and we have a really special relationship. Um, and he's still struggling to find that in the UK with people mm-hmm. who there with him in person. And, um, you know, that's just one example of someone really close to me who, um, you know, I, I wish I could be there for them in per- person. Yeah. You know, that's to touch on the complications of like loneliness and technology. And mm-hmm. when I did a survey, almost most participants in the survey this was on on instagram said that social media both helped and hurt mm-hmm. into loneliness and mm. i think it's the complicated world we're living in because um 
Zoom and and social media, yeah, the amazing avenues for connection. Of course, I, I lead a creative arts twelve step meeting every week on Zoom, and there are people I feel very close to who I've never met in person. But every week mm -hmm. we're sharing our art, we're being our authentic selves, and really yeah. connect. So it's it's complicated because it can also atrophy our social skills, which I think is a is a problem, especially in younger people since the pandemic, um, not having the the practice of in-person social interaction can be detrimental. And I, I was agree. I was, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, 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 totally I totally agree. Yeah. yeah, as I get older. Yeah. I was, yeah, for sure, yeah. I was interviewing people all about loneliness and most mm -hmm. of them wanted to text their answers instead of have a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's so true because look, uh, you know, if if we can if we can be Yo. you know re real and transparent for let's for go, a minute, let's go, let's go. You know, I I loneliness is something that I've suffered with, and you know that's one of the Ooh, key man. things that kicks into my depression. You know, and and this is me, P. You've been out with me, man. You know, yeah, go, it was that one time. It was that one time. It was yeah. crazy, and we were in a group with a lot of people, and mm -hmm. he wanted to be away. He felt isolated. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. I can't explain that. I didn't know what was going on, but only he knew what was going on inside of his head. Yeah, so it, it, it 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 was crazy just to be in that scenario. But go ahead, easy. Go ahead. Well, and it, and it's even yeah. even those factors, you know, when when mm -hmm. very similar to to Will's um, journey, I had to realize how depressed I was because I put on this amazing, you know, positive mask of hey, yeah. well, it's just an, it's just another day. Every day above ground is a great day. Uh -huh. Let's go about, you know, let, let's see what we can handle today because I needed that to move forward and, and other people needed to hear that from me. But really when underneath, you know, it's that Sam Kinison screaming constantly of that, that oh, 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 why, you know, and those different things that you have to learn to turn off. Um, and if it wasn't for, honestly, if it wasn't for TikTok and social media and like crazy Chris 88 and even, and folk punk dad, I don't think I would be as okay with being as honest with my mental health journey as I, as I've been. Mm -hmm. Um, and it has been something that, that is terrifying, you know, especially someone who, you know, looks like me, you know, um, you know, I'm, I have, I wear the face of the, uh, of the oppressor on many 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 different types of ways so when you know it's difficult sometimes to go and try to get help because there are people like oh well you're just taking advantage of this situation when in reality i'm hurting just as bad or i'm I, you know in some in some points worse um and i just have to understand that my pain is also valid sometimes but then you also have to know when to shush because you're it's not about your pain in that moment how do you navigate that how do i navigate that Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So I think you bring up a lot of really good points. You know, I, I mentioned earlier that um, I'm I'm a really privileged person. You know, I'm a, I'm mm -hmm. a, uh, a white man uh, who's Christian and comes from a middle class background and I'm cis and hetero. And, um, you know, the only sort of things that that aren't privileged about me is is you know my mental illness and history of addiction um and i i think you know with privilege comes responsibility too mm -hmm. and you know like you mentioned um you gotta know 
when it's your time to take up space and your time not to take up space and your mm -hmm. time to use your privilege to amplify voices that have been silenced. And I think that is also a part of healing because we're healing from a lot of things. We, we, we're healing from, you know, depression or whatever mental health thing might be going on or other things. But we're also in a place where we are hurting and sick from the uh, virus of white supremacy and capitalism mm -hmm. and greed and transphobia, all of all of the isms um, are are destroying us. And so I mm -hmm. think that for me, part of my healing process is speaking out about these issues because if, mm -hmm. if I'm not doing that, then I'm just gonna get sicker. Mm -hmm. Um we're not, you know, we're 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 not free until we're all free. Of course. You know? mm -hmm. And yeah. I I I have you know unfortunately Capitalism also makes and, and, and runs a lot of the things that we do. And, and I actually have a wonderful marketing idea for you for a T-shirt um, as, you know, um, keep keep your ism out of my community. Hmm. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because that, you know, to me, it is those isms that are the death of community. It's those the, the things that they want to separate us the more on. Um, then that that is really where it divides us and doesn't allow us to come together for that community aspect of it where we truly do need each other. Um, and coming from me, that's a big thing because I didn't, you know, I don't necessarily really enjoy engaging with people. Um, but mm -hmm. I understand now more and more the importance of it. I was someone who for the longest time, if I couldn't do it on my own, then it shouldn't be done um, mm -hmm. because I couldn't trust or couldn't help to build um, you know, that, that next step. And that's something that I looked at myself it was something as a tragic flaw when it was really just my inability to reach out mm -hmm. and an inability to say, you know, I need as much help as I'm giving out, you know, because if you are that person that's just constantly giving that help, giving that help, giving that help and understanding that that help needs to be given, um, you can also become very resentful because then, then why isn't anybody there when I need help? You know, I'm there when someone needs their couch moved, but here I am in the fetal position because the day is just way too much for me to deal with. Um, and there's nobody checking to see if I'm even breathing. Um, and, and why is that? And why am I so irrelevant? Um, it's such an, it's such a, um, it's a narrow tightrope to walk. Um, how are you able to manage it so well? Because uh, honestly, you are someone that I look to um as as a guide in, when, when i hit those really dark moments and maybe i should be better and reach out on the phone to do that instead of just stalking you on tiktok um but whatever i'm stalking you on a tiktok deal with it um you know how do you deal with the or showing support right? we don't have to say stalk. we can say show support i think it's a <laughs> be, be, better term of words uh you know as we that's have what, a guest you know, here you know that's what it's for you know like uh you know that's what social media is for following the people you know, and you there we go. All you want, you know, uh, that's, yeah. that's why it's there. You know, it's not a private account. Mm -hmm. uh, the yeah. So how how do I manage that? How do I move through that? How do I experience that? Um, I think about the Kimya Dawson 
lyric mm. uh, where she says, I got good at feeling bad and that's why I'm still here. Mm. I've had to get good at feeling bad um, because, you know, back when I was an active alcoholic, I was not good at feeling bad. If I felt bad or uncomfortable, I would numb it out with alcohol. That was my go-to. So getting comfortable with the discomfort saying, wow, I feel absolutely terrible today. And I might not believe this, but I'm going to tell myself I won't feel terrible forever. And that it's temporary. Everything's temporary. And I think reminding myself of that is one way to get through it. Um, you know, I was, I was speaking about how this, this pattern is particularly hard. And one of the hard things about it was I felt depressed and I thought, okay, I'm depressed, but this won't last forever. It'll probably be fine in like a month or so, but it kept going. And I'm like, oh no, I'm still depressed. I thought I would be, I thought it would be like resolved right. by now. And that was the, that was one of the hardest things about it. I found out later that there was a, a medication that uh, was, was causing some of the issues that I think really was able to get off of. Mm. Uh, but I, I think, yeah, my, my main answer to that is getting good at feeling bad, getting good at reaching out, um, getting comfortable with, with vulnerable, being vulnerable, which is a risk. It's, it's, it's hard to trust. It's hard to trust people. It's hard to trust yourself, but it's through trust of others and self mm. and for some people, a higher power um, that enables us to say, okay, I'm going to try something different. I'm mm. going to try something new. I'm going to let this person help me. I'm going to let this person see me, let them hear how I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it's important to do that in, in safe spaces. You know, it's, it's, um, it can be a balancing act to know, like, is this a person and is this a time where I should share that? Cause we don't want to be completely open with all people all the time because that's I agree. not good for anyone. <laughs> no, I, you're hitting the marks. Uh, you're hitting the marks to me yeah. personally. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Easy. Where'd you find this person? You've been telling me like every, almost like every third guest we bring, where did you find this person and how I haven't met them? Where did you find this person? Haven't I met him? Well, the, the thing is you, you have met him. When, You've met him. When, when okay, I met him. Twice. You're like a family twice. member when I said I met somebody. When I okay. <laughs> All right. No, here's the thing. You met him at you met him at the tour for life when we were opening for for uh, Rakim. I did. Yes. There's like so many people he, there. He he performed as he performed as well and and had yeah. um a booth that was dealing with with the mental health aspect as Bro, well. There was so many booths. Um, yeah. Uh, there know, was so there many booths. There was so many <laughs> human beings. Yeah, I so don't remember I, this. I, I'm a I little disappointed in myself. <laughs> this is crazy. This is crazy. Well, well first, yeah, first like, of all, go ahead. I, I, I love this because this is also I, I love when any one of our shows brings out uh -huh. the super like emotional hyped up side of, of Preston because I know that we've cracked into something that's beautiful. Um and I we, I love it. It, it just it just it just warms my heart with, with, with goodness. And second of all, I mean to be honest with you, um, I have to say it that there's some sort of rhythmic or karmic aspect of it. You know, Will and I have been mm. meant to talk and 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 you know build and work together for for a while. Uh, our paths seem to continuously cross, and we didn't even realize 
how similar the the pat the, the the crossings were. Oh, so this um, is the so first this, of many. This, this is not this is oh, not yeah. just oh, a yeah. one time deal. This no, is like a collaborations no. are happening. Yeah. We're not just talking yeah. with three dudes on a microphone. We're talking just like other type of creations and collaborations. Yes. This is just yeah. like the 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 tip. All right, I got you. Yeah, All this right, is continue. just the tip of the iceberg. I I, I, right. I I know I know you're 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 slowly seeing the iceberg um you know be, being exposed and I get it. You know, but I don't even know if it's a glacier. Shows. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, like he's hitting some gems right now that I've been thinking for like the longest time. The like the like the first gem was like you don't want to be entirely open to a therapist. I've been saying that to like the longest <laughs> time. I thought I was like the only person to to, to say this because like therapy's being right now therapy is being promoted heavily, mm-hmm. so heavy therapy and like finding really good mental health is being promoted really well right now. And don't get me wrong. That's a good thing. But like with, but in a way too much of a good thing is a bad thing when it comes to the marketing of this, you know? Well, and that's the whole thing is, is, you know, a cheeseburger is really good too, but yeah, McDonald's, exactly. McDonald's cheeseburgers can kill you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. you know, when, when something becomes so mass produced because it gets wrapped up in the nonsense of capitalism mm-hmm. um, and, and how really, I'm sorry, but for all those that are listening and, and bring on the hate mail, but unregulated capitalism is fascism. That's mm-hmm. period. I'm just going to be real with that. Um, and you all can not like me for it later. And that's fine. But you need the regulations on there to make sure that there aren't people that are being taken advantage of. Anytime a situation can become cannibalistic and take complete total advantage of people that are using that system, that is when we are destined to fail. That is when we have that disease. And and go ahead, Will. I know you wanted to say something. But before yeah, you say it, I just want to let you everyone know we're on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. This is not our disrespect. This is protocol. Myself, Preston, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Folk Punk Dad, please give me those great gems you've been giving this whole entire show. Go right ahead, sir. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, so we were talking about like issues with therapy and psychiatry and mm-hmm. and. Um, the marketing and capitalism connected to that. And uh, there are definitely deep systemic roots. Um, I don't know if any, either of y'all follow the woke scientist on Instagram. They have a lot of good material with this. Mm. But um, one of the issues with psychiatry um, is the idea of like, oh, you're depressed. The fix is a pill and Mm. not abolishing the oppressive systems we live in because oh if you if someone is feeling stressed or anxious or depressed because they're having to work all the time and they don't have any time to relax um or they're underpaid or whatever it might be um and you're able to give them meds so that they can make it through and be a good worker um then you're not really solving the problem. You're treating the symptom, but there's a danger of saying, hey, um, what what about the actual symptoms here? What about the actual oppressive systems that we need to work together to dismantle? Um, And I say that as someone who also supports being medicated because medication can lives. And, you know, sometimes we need meds in the meantime Mm. we just also have to know that it's important to work for justice and equity and Mm. a world where um people you 
don't have to work um, themselves to death, you know? Yeah, no, we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have to work to live. We should, we should live and work, you know, when you have to work to live, that becomes anytime you you're forced to be a single issue human being, it's a bad thing. Mm. You know, you have to, you have all these extra textures, you have all these extra layers, or as our ogre friends say, we're onions. We have a bunch of different legs. We have a bunch of different layers. Sure. Um, you know, so I, I, I love that. I, I love that aspect. And, uh, um, wow. This show is, is, is by far one of our coolest shows, man. And there's so much knowledge. Apparently he does music too. Yes. <laughs> we only got like a couple minutes left. We just got to let these people know he is a musician that, you know, plays songs and entertains a lot of people. So easy. You know more about his music. Why don't you talk about his music? Because we're going well, in a completely different direction. What, what I, what I love, what I love about the, the, the music too is, is it's all representative there. You know, um, there are so many different sides of, of Will, but all of them come through, through melodically or even just having that wonderful conversation. Um, you know, you were doing a couple of different projects, um, especially the one that I love the most because it has some of my most favorite people in it, Blue Raspberry, um, that I have actually seen with Justin Arena, who's been on our, on our show, and Miles Bolin, who's also been on our show. Um, so anytime, you know, anytime the Sonic siblings are up, up there together it, it, it warms my heart and yes i am coining that phrase sonic sibling and i cannot wait um i love that phrase yeah word <laughs> feel free we're gonna we're gonna use it hashtag sonic siblings mm. um you know so what you said you started writing songs and stuff at 12 mm -hmm. and now you, you know after going through the college aspect and getting the degree you decided to focus more upon doing the, the musical aspect but as you're doing this musical aspect you're growing through you know, and giving it more of the healing type of feel. But what brings you back to that guitar every time? What brings you back to that music every time? Yeah, what brings me back to it? I think, um, you know, one of the things is guitar and writing songs has been one of the ways I um, navigate life and navigate my my mental health and and in my lowest moments, I pick up a guitar and I'll often sing an improvised song, which sometimes turns into an improvised prayer. And um, it, it does something. It, I, I discover things about myself when I write songs. If I don't really know what's going on in my head, mm -hmm. I'll try writing a song. Maybe I make it up as I go. Maybe I write down some lyrics and it helps me kind of figure stuff out. And, um, so that's one of the things that brings me back to it. it. It can also just be a joy and it can just be fun too. Um, so a lot, you know, my music ends up being like silly children's songs or it ends up being like about uh, being a bipolar alcoholic. You know, <laughs> uh, Sometimes I have kind of two extremes there. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the other thing that brings me back to it is, is the community element and getting to, share with others, hear their songs, share my songs, and connect on that level. So, so much of it to me is about connection, connection with myself, with my higher power, with other people. And I think music is a beautiful way to do that. And um, looking forward to our, our next Blue Raspberry show is on Friday, December 1st at Never Ending uh, with mm. Pop Final and Lars and their Lilac Ute. And um Super excited for that show. We got some more stuff coming up in January. Going to do a little mini New England tour. So mm -hmm. uh, all that'll be on 
both punk dad instagram etc if, if folks want to check that out but um yeah really just grateful for the opportunities to to get to play music and that there are people that want to hear it it's it's a special thing not nice. only do you have that coming in january and different things like that but also in january you're doing a seminar for like an improv class and yeah. how can you connect in that type of aspect oh totally yeah so i'm teaching a six-week improv class um starting on january 27th it's going to meet on saturday afternoons at never-ending books if anybody wants to sign up um you know email me will at willparker.com and i uh, would be happy to send a link i think it's going to be really fun i it's an improv 101 class, but it's good for people of all levels of experience because I kind of have my own way of teaching it where I tie in elements of improv that are also elements of mm -hmm. love and mm -hmm. how to build relationships and connections. So we talk about attentiveness, self-giving, trust, play, acceptance, risk, vulnerability. And we talk about how the skills that we're learning in improvisation can also apply to our lives. Um, mm. And so um, that's, that's kind of the approach and it's also, it's going to be a ton of fun if anyone wants to, wants to sign up. And I will be okay. there. Wonderful. Thank you, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. Great. Oh. We're going to have a great time. Um, You gave us a song. You gave us a song to play. Um, I can't read the song because my computer's like a little bit messed up, but please tell us about the singer you, you gave to us to uh, share to our audience before we play it, you know, for the radio, for everyone to enjoy, to enjoy your art. So uh, yeah. we're going to give this a little time to you. And also, um, after you do that, you know, we always want to end the whole note for the interview with um, just give us a couple of stuff that you're grateful for. Um, it could be life or personal or professional, your choice. Love it. Yeah. So did, did I send you my brain? It's not a part of my heart. Is that the one I said? I, be I believe so. I believe that's did the I send something else. I'm pretty sure that's the one I sent, but yeah. I just wanted to double check. Just, um, you know, technology computer's a little fuzzy, but it, I'm going to shut up. This is, this is your time, not mine. Go ahead. Sure. It's, so um, yeah, I, I sent in a, a blue raspberry song. This is, mm -hmm a song that my wife and I co-wrote together. Um, and we co-write all our songs actually. And a lot of our songs are about our mental illnesses. We both have uh, funny brain stuff going on. And um, is, is that, Dustin, is it my brain is not a part of my heart? It, no, it's baseball bat. Oh, okay, baseball cool, baseball bat. bat. <laughs> I love, this is one of my favorite songs, by the Fair way. Ones? I have right, to say, it yeah, is by far one of my favorite songs. Shifting gears entirely. Um, so that's a bit about Blue Raspberry. Let's talk a little bit about the song Baseball Bat that I okay. first produced with my band Junkyard Fort. This was my band from back in San Antonio. And um, also in the band with other recovered bipolar alcoholics. And we <laughs> sing about uh, life and trying to live life. And we've been called mm -hmm. Compassion Corps and Punk Rock Mr. Rogers and um, you know, it, it sort of feels like kids music for adults, you know, kids music right. is like teaching the ABCs mm -hmm. Report is teaching, you know, how the heck do you deal with anger, you know, <laughs> which is different. <laughs> uh, but we also say the F word a lot. So it's not really a, a project for kids. Um, 
And so this song, Baseball Bat, um, mm. you know, it, it's about a lot of things. And, and I like people, I like for people to interpret it themselves. You know, for me, it, it came from a place of um, feeling anger and, and wanting to um, figure out what to do with it. And so I, I, I wrote this song and um, it's full of anger, but it's also full of love um, and anger for not getting to see the people that you love. Um, and it's, uh, it's one of, one of my favorite parts of the song is, is I always try to get people to sing along if they want to sing along. And, and I think that's my favorite thing to do is just singing songs with other people all together. Amen. 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 I, lo I love when you do it, man. I love when you do it. Um, unfortunately we are starting to the uh, Apollo curtain. We want to give this opportunity to you right now. Tell everybody exactly how they can get in touch with you, how they can contact you, how they can support you in your journey. Yes, how yes. they can sign up for the improv class. Please let them know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, find me on Instagram and TikTok at Folk Punk Dad. Um, the improv class is on Eventbrite. If you search Will Parker Improv 101, you should be able to find it. Um, there's also a link on my personal Instagram, Will Parker TX. Uh, it should be on there. And, uh, you know, I'm on Spotify as Folk Punk Dad and Blue Raspberry, one word. And uh, website, folkpunkdad.com, willparker.com, willparkermusic.com, blueraspberrytheband.com. I've got way too many things to plug. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and I love every single one of it, man. And th thank you so much for being here, man. Uh, this is a long time coming, and I, I can't wait to see what the future has to bring with Folk Punk Dad and, and, and behind the brand and Easy Blues and all of that, man. I, sure. I love you so much. I, I love you too. Thank you so much for this conversation. It was really wonderful. Y'all are fantastic. I thank you for asking questions that, uh, you know, I really enjoyed this too because it got me thinking and reflecting, and uh, it was really a joy to be here. And, um, and if you know, you mentioned let's end with things we're grateful for. I'm yeah. Grateful for you for creating the space for your vulnerability, for your openness. Um, and, uh, and I'm grateful that, you know, I, I have a week off of school this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> and a well needed week off. A well needed yeah. week off. Hey, behind the brand, myself, Preston, I'm a partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Funk, oh, folk, punk, oh my goodness. Will Parker, you are the Mitchell Rogers I never knew I needed. I'm really excited. I can't even talk right now on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven. We appreciate you. Appreciate you too. Thank you so much. felt empty and hollow Like all the blood had drained out Palms pressed tightly against temples Elbows on knees Let it all out I'm glad I got to see you I needed to see you I wish it didn't remind me all the times I don't see you
but please forgive me It might help me forgive myself I know it's no one's fault But I've got anger within me And I could destroy a wall With a baseball bat But I'd rather hug you Till I don't want to do that